Hello, everyone. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to A Thousand Generations, presented by Kate Turner's They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about director's cuts. Ah. Um, over on the cinephiles, John Roca and Steve Morris, both of whom have been guests on this show, very kindly agreed to come on and chill with me and talk Star Wars for a while. Well, they were having a conversation the other day on one of their cinephiles shorts about director's cuts. And I must say, I agreed with everything they said pretty much. So let me give you my own thoughts on director's cuts. Quite simply, I want the director's cuts because I want to see what the director had in mind. Whether it's bad or whether it's good, I want to see it. Let's talk about a recent example, the Snyder Cut, as they call it, which is, I think is great. I think it's a fantastic film. This is a director's cut. It's maybe the most elaborate director's cut of all time. But it's a director's cut. I want to see it. Now, what exists? We have Justice League, the original version, directed by Joss Whedon. And we now have this Justice League director's cut with Zack Snyder. Both exist. And that, I think, is the way it should be. There is no blanket rule, in my mind, about director's cuts. There is no blanket rule about, well, they shouldn't do this, or they should do this, or any of those blanket rules. No, I believe that the director's vision should be seen. Even, as I said, if that version sucks. Now, I think what I would like most of all is to have all versions available. That's really at the end of the day. Now, let's talk really quick about another classic example of director's cuts, and that is the Lord of the Rings extended editions. Those are the only versions I watch of the Lord of the Rings trilogy are the extended version. Now, we're only talking Lord of the Rings here. We're not going to talk The Hobbit. Now, the theatrical cuts of Lord of the Rings do exist. And there are people who watch those, but most people watch the extended edition, which is the director's cut. Now, as far as I understand it, I don't know if New Line Cinema made Peter Jackson cut out anything, but I know that they had to shorten it for time. So I don't know how much creative, uh, what the creative control situation was. 
But what I do know is that I prefer to watch the extended edition. But I'm glad that the theatrical editions still exist for people who want to watch those. In fact, John Roca and Steve Morris, if you're listening and you do Lord of the Rings, do the extended editions. Oh, I'm sure Roca's going to love to hear that. So those are my thoughts on director's cuts. I want to see the director's vision. Now, yes, it is true that there have been instances where the studio is meddled with the movie and actually made it better. But I still think that all versions should be available. The director's vision, I want to see it. Now, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about two things. One, the quote unquote precedent this sets. And two, how this applies, particularly to the Star Wars original trilogy. See you in a minute. Okay, we are back. So let us talk about the precedent. Okay. When Zack Snyder's version was coming out, was on its way, and when it came out, there were a lot of movie pundits and journalists claiming that this was setting a bad precedent. They were claiming that this was setting a precedent for demanding fans to get their way if they didn't like a movie. Now, let me be clear. It's called a director's cut for a reason. It's not about the fans. I mean, certainly the fans were very excited and very encouraging to Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers to make his version. Yes, there were dark elements of the fandom, but we're not going to go there because they don't deserve to be talked about. But nonetheless, yes, there was a fan clamor for it. But it's Zack Snyder's vision. This is not the fan's vision of, of the Snyder Cut. This is not the fan version of the movie. It's the director's version. Fan versions would be those bootleg, you know, uh, Phantom Menace, you know, the Phantom Edit, as it's called. With Jar Jar Binks taken out, a lot of the humor taken out. That's a fan edit. But when it's from the director, that's a different story. And I don't think it sets a bad precedent because I ask, what is the bad precedent it says? Now, one argument that it was letting fans get their way, but like I said, director's cuts are not fan cuts. And the other is the idea that letting directors do whatever they want. Okay. Let me be clear, like I said earlier, 
I think the director's vision should be seen or available at least. And even if it stinks, I think it would still be great to see. Is this going to, might this lead to a lot of directors cut? Sure. But look, would you rather have the director's vision, a singular vision of a movie, or would you rather have a jumbled mess made by a committee who altered a film to fit what they want? Now, I would rather see what the director had intended. Maybe the studio's version is better, sure. But they can have their version, too. Everybody can have their version. The studio and the director. I don't really see what the problem is with that because the director is an artist. I think the director's version deserves to be seen. And the other versions deserve to be seen. The versions that were either made by the studio or the director made when he had to cut out things that he wanted to keep in, so on and so forth. I think both should be available. And what we saw, we have seen many times, what has happened to a movie when the studio takes it and basically jumbles it up. David Ayer is very upset about what happened to his version of Suicide Squad. Because he said, that's not my movie. The one that made it to screens, which is a jumbled mess. Gus Trank said the same thing about Fantastic Four. He said, that is not the movie I made. So I personally would rather have a singular vision made by one person, even if it's terribly flawed, than get a jumbled mess made by a committee. Speaking of committee, let's talk about Star Wars. The debate has been raging for years about the original trilogy and the changes George Lucas made in the special edition and so on and so forth. I don't want to get into that argument because it's long and drawn out and ugly. As I said in the first part of this podcast, I do not want to make a blanket statement. I have heard and I have made personally I have heard and I have made statements to the effect of a, George Lucas shouldn't be allowed to alter the original trilogy. Now that's baloney. He's the artist. He can do what he wants with it. That's all I'm going to say there. But what I will say is this. I think the chief mistake is not allowing all versions to exist. I own the unaltered versions that are not bootlegs, by the way, that were released on DVD in 2006. They have not been given the proper digital treatment and cleanup that most films have gotten when converted to DVD or Blu-ray. I am hoping that someday Lucasfilm will release the original cuts cleaned up for modern presentation. 
That being said, I want all versions to exist. Yes, I want the the special edition to exist. Yes, I want the DVD version to exist. Yes, I want the Blu-ray version to exist. Yes, I want the McClunky version to exist. I want them all to be available. And it's my hope that someday they will be. That, I think, was the chief mistake that George Lucas made, is not giving us, the audience, the choice which one we want to watch. Because I think, as, I, as I've said many times in this episode, if the director's cut's available and the original cut's available, they should both be available. That you should not erase one. They should all be available and let the audience decide which ones they want to watch. That is my hope. Maybe someday I very, I'm very happy to own the original edits on DVD. Um, and those are very cherished possessions. Cherished possessions. So those are my thoughts. I want the director's cut. I want all the cuts. Those are my thoughts. Let me know what you think on this issue. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. Thank you for tuning in to A Thousand Generations presented by Page Journeys They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you. <laughs>